Very boy, and let's start all over. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> That's definitely going in the episode, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. It actually, it should, should it? <laughs> there you go. Live bloopers for the for the for our listeners. That's kind of dope. What up, world? It's your boy, a Mike Boogie, and this is episode seventy-eight of the EBS podcast. I'm here with the crew, Obi Wan. What up? Sorry, bloopers. Let's start all over. Sight Nas, your boy Obi Wan was good. Young Buck. What's up? What's up? And we got a guest with us today, Sa. Hello, hello, everybody. Did I, did I say that correctly? Is that good, Sa? Sa, yeah, that's perfect. Well, thank you for joining us today. We definitely appreciate you coming on with us. And, you know, let's have a good time today. Yes, we have a, a great episode for you. I feel like it's, it's Sa-centered. I feel like it's going to be focused a little bit around you just because you're you're a listener and you've had some things to say. So, you know. Yeah, I got a little, a little bit of nice things to talk about with you guys. Oh, nice things? Oh. Yeah, awesome, nice awesome. things, not bad things. And, and definitely shout out to you for, you know, uh, listening to us and, and interacting with us and letting us know how you feel about certain things. So, yeah, that's, that's dope. So yes, I got something for that. you guys before we get started. Um, you know, I always got stories of, of conversations that I have with my son. And um, I've heard people talk about this every so often, but this was the first time I experienced it. And I thought it was very funny. So I picked up my son from school and uh, we were heading home. I was asking him about his day, you know, the usual. And then he told me he was playing with one of his friends. And um, another, there was another friend of his and he eventually told me like, you know, this kid told him to stop following him, right? So in my mind, at that moment, that's when I realized I would fuck a kid up because I was thinking like, <laughs> I will fuck this little nigga up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, for, for talking to my son like that. So I just thought that was funny because I hear parents all the time talk about how they would uh, fuck a kid up for talking crazy <laughs> to the kid or, well, you know. All he said was, was stop following me. <laughs> right. <Like>. Exactly. <laughs> but that's how sensitive I was for my son, you know, because in my mind, I was like, man, that's, that's, that's hurtful. How you gonna tell another kid, a little kid to stop following you? You know, but, um, you know, little kids are ruthless, man. They don't know, they don't know necessarily what they saying. They just like, oh. Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I've always been on the other side of it, where it's like it's not that big of a deal. But I guess as a parent, we're just so sensitive to certain things that happen with our kids. So, you know, yes, Wait. I had a fuck a kid, fuck a kid up moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Question. What does your son say in response? I'm surprised. I know your son. He, so he, I didn't ain't say, no way he ain't say nothing. I didn't say it out loud. I just said it in my head. But, he, he you know, I think he didn't realize it because he's, he's just four. So... In his mind, he doesn't really think it's a big deal um, at this moment that somebody's saying don't follow me. But for me, I'm like, that's so now cool. when he sees a kid, he's gonna he's gonna say, uh, "Don't tell me not to follow you. I'm gonna fuck you up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, had I said it out loud, but I made sure that I said it in my mind because I didn't want that to happen. Because last thing I wanted is a phone call from the teacher saying, "Yeah, your son said he was gonna fuck another kid up." <laughs> you know, so. But anyway, I, I thought that was uh, pretty funny. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, honestly, I got something too that happened to me while I was at my part-time job, right? So I got a part-time job. I work in a pharmacy, and I'm gonna call it a, a black a black boy joy moment. But okay. it, it didn't start off that way. <laughs> so here I am working in the pharmacy. We busy as shit. So you know, I'm trying to get these prescriptions counted, things like that, yada yada, and. All I hear is, what's up, player? 
I see you, player. Keep doing your thing, player. And I look up, and there's some random dude. Look, he looked, first of all, he looked homeless and hood, right? <laughs> random dude. He got on, like, a makeshift mask. He got his hoodie on, and he's, I, he's talking to me. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, what's good? But he looks like he's stealing at the same time. Like, he's trying to throw me off my game. So he's just saying shit, man. I see you keep doing your thing. I see you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. So he stops. I get back to my work. And, and then, like, 30 seconds later, he's like, look, man, I just want to tell you, though, you a king, man. You know, don't let him tell you that you're not a king. You a king. You black, man. He was like, I love you, man. Yo, keep your head up. Keep doing your thing. And I was like, damn. Here I was thinking, like, all right, you over here doing some shady shit. But he just, like, he, appre- he, he sees another black man, and he's just appreciating him. And I had a moment in there, like, you know, like, first of all, a moment from my just my first instant and in thinking what he was doing and what he was saying versus what it actually was. And it just made me kind of really appreciate it in that moment. Like, yo, we, those are the kind of things we got to do for black people when we see them out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No matter how outlandish or crazy it might be, but just for him to kind of be like, yo, you can't keep doing your thing. And he's literally yelling at me as he's like walking away, walking down the hallway, just yelling, like, like fading out, like the end of a movie and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. Uh, yeah, that's man. Dope. It was. Uh. Something that it's ingrained to us to automatically assume the negative or the worst. Right. And so mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we just need to take a step back and just let that person kind of unfold and, you know, he was all he was doing was bigging up another black king. Bigging so up another dope. black king, especially in this day and age with everything that's going on in the world, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to like pay that favor back. I don't know when I'm gonna do it, but I'm definitely gonna do it in the same exact outlandish way. I want somebody to think I'm crazy when I'm doing this. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. That's what I thought. So yeah, man. <laughs> that's dope. So uh, let's get into the the first topic of the day, and um. This topic right here, you know, I think for me, um, oftentimes as men, we always proclaim that there's, we are easy in relationships and, you know, we always want a certain thing. Where there was a a post on Twitter the other day, pretty much asking um, what men says, damn, I done fucked it all up, what a man (laughs) says he wants uh, when he says peace. So, uh, Sai, I want to start with you and ask you, like, what that means to you when a man says he wants peace. <clears throat> so it's, that's actually funny because I hear that a lot um, oh, okay. from, from men. I just want my lady to be my peace. So to me, I feel like that would be just when they come home, you're not immediately in their face trying to tell them about your day, more so letting them unwind and do their thing. Um, when they're in trouble, not really trying to give many options up front, um, kind of listening to what they have to say. And then, because sometimes, you know, when you talk about things, you kind of work it out as you talk about it. Um, Just being understanding and not being down their back all the time about different things. Just kind of being a little bit submissive um, and allowing them to be the man and just being their peace. Damn. You really thought that shit out. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Before before we, we give it credit, do you provide peace for the men that you've dated or the men that you're currently dating? I'm not trying to get all up in your business, but I'm just curious. Do you, do you speak what you preach? So <laughs> I would say in my younger days, no, I was not that. I was very, always had a rebuttal to everything. But, um, you know, as you get older, you kind of self-reflect. And when people start telling you, maybe it's you that's causing these issues, and you actually sit back and you're like, yeah, I guess I shouldn't have said that. 
I guess I shouldn't have came at him like that. So now, yes. Before, hell no. Do you think that those guys really actually knew what peace meant, what it was for them as well? Or or was it something that was like a, a swinging door? Like, did it change? Um, I would say maybe one, I could actually believe it. But the other ones, no. Mm-mm. I think even if I was their piece, they still do whatever. Right, and right. it's funny. It's funny that you asked that question because when I when I saw the uh, the the tweet, one of the comments on there was, "What men say and what they do are entirely different." Yeah. Right. And there was a few other comments in there that got me thinking, like, "Yo, women completely missing this whole I want peace because you over here bringing drama to this tweet." You know what I mean? We just Facts. looking for peace, <laughs> but but. But sometimes, though, that's, that's really true. I think men want peace, but sometimes we, we could take it too far because peace could also mean, like, when I'm out here in the streets doing me, not thinking about you, I don't want you to come back and say something. I want you to be a ride or die. And it's like, uh, I don't know how that's going to flow in a relationship because, uh, for, for one, black women don't play that. No, 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 we don't. <laughs> so, Interestingly enough, I feel like I had a, a moment like this just recently. Um, being the youngest out of the crew, um, I, I kind of underestimated, I guess, what I thought peace was. Because for me, it was, it was always like, why? Like, I, I always understood that, you know, a man wants his peace. But for me, I never really thought to put my wanting peace from my woman, like, like extend that to my, to my lady. But just recently, I had a I had an issue like so uh full disclosure like i love my car i like to build my car i like to do things with my car and i, I just did some upgrades to my car that ended up almost fucking my car up and i'm like devastated because i'm trying to like figure out how to do it and so like i had a, i had a decision to make uh in order to get something done and so i went to my lady to discuss it with her and and the way she just was so receptive to it and was just like able to like just talk things out with me and help me figure it out and just kind of do it in a way that empowered me to to get through it and then get the things I needed done oh that's I need that 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 was peaceful to me you know what I mean like that was I feel like more than I can I can express to her how wonderful it was you know what I mean like that that was peaceful so like now I I truly understand like when men say oh yeah I need peace I need my lady to just provide that peace for me that's what I mean I don't mean I need you to come I need to come home and have a clean dishes and shit like that like nah I just need my sanity you know what I mean and I felt like in that moment she gave me that right right as a as a man like I think there's power in that when a woman can recognize and do that you know what I mean? Especially if they're, if they're, I don't want to say traditional gender roles, but, you know, like, you know, I guess the way that I think about my relationship, you know, God, the father, me, my wife. So there is this dynamic where I'm kind of like that head of the household. And it's not necessarily where I just want her to accept everything that I do. But I do kind of want an opportunity to be reflective and responsive in the things that I say and the things and the things that I do. Because I think as men, I feel like we will rise to that occasion. So, so, you know, in your situation, she could have came at you in a different way and you might've been taken aback by that, right? You might've been defensive by that. You might've shut down by that. And it might've created an issue versus her actually hearing you out allowed, gave you an opportunity to kind of just be reflective in what you were doing and either make better decisions moving forward, which I think Every woman is looking for that in their man, especially when it comes to, and we're not talking about this, but the idea of submission, right? I think <laughs> more women would be willing to submit 
if they could actually trust their man and see how their man is actually doing the right thing versus their man out here ain't doing shit. So they like, ah, I'm not submitting to your ass and getting me caught up. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, and, and that's why I think for men, peace is so, and the idea of peace is so important. I think all men, there's, there, there's an idea of peace that's different from, among, from everyone, but it's so important because I feel that that peace flows into us, out of us, back into our woman. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, to, but to further Young Buck's point, I think the, the idea of peace and understanding what peace is for you, you may not necessarily get that until you're put in the situation. And it sounded like, you know, Young Buck didn't realize what that piece was until he was put into a situation and then it hit him. And I think, you know, for some, for some young men, they don't, they say peace, they want peace, they want peace, they want peace. But like, until you really can look within and understand what that is, it's going to be very hard to articulate that to your, you know, your significant other. And um, I feel like that sometimes is a barrier between wanting peace and getting the peace that you want. Yeah, we and we've kind of touched on this before. I remember when we a few it was a, some episodes ago we were talking. We, there was a list about what women want and what men want, and it was literally like three things on there. And I know we were all kind of like, yeah, we want peace, 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 and women want all these things. Like, <laughs> like that's not necessarily true. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, are you as as a woman in relationships looking for peace as well, or do you feel like you want X, you want Z, you want Y, you want A through D? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think all in all, peace of mind is on the top of everybody's list. Um, everybody wants to come home to a happy home where the energy is positive. So for me, it's definitely peace of mind and financial stability and just that family oriented environment. I'm happy with that. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, I'm happy. As soon as you start going left, then that's when we have problems. Ain't no peace, right? Amen. That's what I was going to say. No peace right there, right? I don't know. I still, I'm still of the elk that no matter what, women always gonna want something. I, I told, I've told my wife this. I said, I always gonna want something. So, I mean, if you too. do it without us asking, then you don't have to worry about it. See, well, and that's the other thing. Y'all so, want so us to be, mind, to be mind readers, mind readers. Right. 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 right? You know what I mean? I have said that so many times. Like, I can't read your damn mind. So, if that's what you're looking for, look. I can give right. you the blame. I, I, I think you know, as a man, we gotta also learn how to finesse the situation. Like uh, yesterday, right? I ordered some food. I asked my wife. I said, "You want some food?" You know what I mean? Because I was really hungry, so I know I, I'm gonna eat some food. She said, "No, nah, I'm good." So I had my food come in. I ate my food. I had some dessert. Right? She looking at me. I can see her. You know, eyes. <laughs> I ain't say nothing, right? And then two minutes into me eating my dessert, she was like, "She wants some." Okay, so I just gave it to her, right? And then I gave her a few more uh, spoonfuls of dessert. But like in the past, for me, that's been like kind of like a trigger. Like, yo, I asked you if you wanted something. You said no. Why you want my dessert now? You know what I mean? Like you take it away from my dessert. But I think over time, the way that you keep everything peaceful is you got to learn where to, to give as well as take. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So basically just compromise. Exactly. But you know, at that time, we really don't be hungry. We really <laughs> don't be hungry. But then once we see you eating it, then we start, mm, that look good. Let me, I just want a little piece, just right. a little tiny piece. They, they just want what we got. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just really what it is. Uh. I, no. my, my wife don't want to ever have her own food. She always wants to share food. And it's like, my portion ain't your portion. So 
you need to get your own and I'm gonna have my own. And and A Mike over here say he gave her her his wife some of his. I would have gave my wife hers because <laughs> I know how that shit's gonna go. She gonna want it, so I'm gonna make sure I have it on deck for her. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever works. But yeah. I think that uh um so since we do have you on, on the show, Sai, there's uh there's some things that uh we need to address. And mm, <laughs> serious. Some things we some things <laughs> okay. we need, you know, some things the EBS crew needs to or better yet, there's some things you might need to address with the EBS crew. So in particular. Uh, in particular, <laughs> right. So what are we what episode are we on? We didn't even mention that. We on episode seventy eight. So, I definitely did mention it. Right? Yeah, he did in the beginning. Thank you. So, oh, you did my bad. I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't even knowing. But like, you know, five episodes ago, episode 73, we had an episode um, that really kind of started off, I would say, maybe on a rocky foot, just from the feedback that we've gotten, uh, where, you know, a Mike and I brought up mail order brides, mail order brides turning into prostitution, yada, yada, yada. And then something came up about, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about prenuptial agreements. Uh, Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the conversation came up about prenups, and we didn't really delve into it, but it was definitely something that I I mentioned, and something that I've mentioned actually plenty of times on the the pod about, Mm -hmm. like, people need to get a, you know, prenups, they need to get a prenup. But I guess worry kind of got back to the crew that, you know, Sa wasn't really feeling that conversation. Like, she wasn't really feeling, you know, uh, the prenup conversation. So here you are. We got you on the show. We want to give you an opportunity to kind of, you know, express yourself, and then we can have a dialogue, a discussion about it. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) So I don't disagree with the prenup because I do know that you can definitely tailor it the way that you would like it to be. It's kind of like a compromise situation where you're like, okay, you may not want me to have this, but if we get into the marriage and we're doing these things, I still want to have access to that. So in that, in that part, I, you know, I don't have an issue with that, but I just feel like if you're going in together, you both are broke and you both are, are <laughs> aspiring to be something bigger than what you are. There should be no prenup. Like it should be all even. You get you get some, and another person gets some. I don't understand why it has to be, uh, as Obi Wan say, "Is my money, and this is how it's gonna be." Like I'm not sharing my money. That no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that is that how I said it? Is that how I said it? That, I mean, you didn't say it exactly like that, That's but you more. had that tone. Where I don't you, know, you were, you were just it, like, I don't <laughs> know, Sai. Like, no. It kind of sounded just like Obi Wan to me. Whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think there's there's misconceptions with uh, prenups and. Um, Actually, it's it's in my understanding, it's to benefit both parties. You know, obviously, when you get into a marriage, you know, God forbid, you guys end up that no one's going into a mar- marriage to end the marriage. But at the same time, you know, you two people are coming together. You know what I mean? And over time, you're gonna have assets. And when it's time to split those assets, it's very hard to do that um, if you don't have some type of paper outlining that. And I think that's often the misconception is that prenup means uh, one person just wants to make sure they have all their assets, their money, whatever, and they're being selfish. When in reality, that might not be the case, you know? Right. I agree with you. I think the the idea of prenup is very taboo, right? 
I think people when people hear prenup, like if I was to bring prenup, you know, to my wife, she might be like, "Oh, so you, so we getting a divorce?" Like, right. This, <laughs> that's that's how I feel. It's this like ain't gonna be forever. The divorce before and, you even get marriage. And and. That's not even it at all. So, you know, I never thought about a prenup into one of my family members who happens to be a lawyer was like, every relationship should have a prenup, right? Yeah. And so and when she said that to me, it got me thinking like, why should every relationship have a prenup? And you, you literally have to remove the emotion out of that conversation because it's not an emotional conversation. It's not whether I love you or I don't love you, whether we're going to be together or whether we're not going to be together. We're, we're, we're getting married so that we can be together forever. But in the event that something does happen, there has to be the way to protect our assets, whether we both going into this broke or whether we, we come into that uh, marriage and be develop something because you can't also have a post nut right where you guys get married and maybe I come up off some property or you you got a business going and you want to protect that business in case we we separate that's the aspect that I really come that's the aspect that I'm really coming from is just it's not to say you could write a prenup and forget all about it and never think about it but it's to really say that if things don't go south, I don't want to be in court fighting you for something that's mine. I don't want you to be fighting me for something that's yours. Let's just make it easy. Let's make it simple. Let's have like a clean cut. Boom. I get this. You get that. And let's be done with it. And the great thing about a prenup, you can make it whatever it is. Like it could be that I got to give you every third paycheck of the month, every third paycheck. Of the month. It could be whatever you want it to be. Right. And it could benefit. And it's going to benefit both parties in that sense. So. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's, you know, it's along the same lines of, of, of writing a will or, or life insurance. Right. You're not thinking no, that you're going to die different. tomorrow. That's, no, 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 that is different. Why it's is so, it different? Because it's different because we know for a fact that we're going to die someday. Okay. So you, you have to plan for that. You want to make sure your kids are good or your family's good, your wife's good, your husband's good. That's different. But... I mean, I would have to agree with your wife, Obi-Wan. I feel like it's more so you're preparing for a divorce. Why do we have to get this this paper? I would rather do the post-nup than a prenup. Because it's mm-hmm. like, we okay. haven't even, we haven't even, you know, exchanged rings, nothing. And you already talked about a prenup? But what's the, so what's the difference for you, Sai, between a post-nup and a prenup? Like, like I guess I, what I want to understand, because to me, it sounds like the same thing, just different time frames. Like, one is before you say I do, the other is after. Essentially. Yeah, essentially. Well, because, I mean, if I'm, if I'm engaged and about to be married, I don't want to be thinking about no prenup right, right at that moment. That's <laughs> okay. supposed to be right, my special right. moment. So if we actually, you know, if it's with a post-nup, it's more you guys have been married for a little bit. You can sit down. You can talk about it. It could be a mutual thing. Prenup is more so like... Uh, um, we can get married, but uh, you gotta sign this prenup real quick. And uh, I'm like, what? I'm caught off guard. Why I gotta okay. sign this now? I, I see. So, <laughs> so I feel like that's that's the negative stigma. So like, I feel like one thing that um, Obi Wan and A Mike haven't really communicated, and maybe they have. Maybe I just I just haven't heard it. Well, is like how for me, I would get a prenup less to protect myself and more to protect my my wife right so um like let, let's just take for the case the relationship i'm in right now my girlfriend she uh she works she has a full-time job she has a really really good job where we make uh very very close to the same amount of money um you know she has career plans that she wants to 
to you know like a path that she wants to exactly like goals she wants to achieve Mm -hmm. so we've come we've had this discussion before and it was like we would we would get a prenup but to protect that right so one it would be to protect her career path if she chooses to pursue that but let's say let's say somewhere down the line we get married and i make enough money and we decide as a team that she doesn't want to work anymore that prenup would also ensure that God forbid something didn't happen, that she would be compensated for the fact that she relinquished her career path to better our family. That's a great example. Right? Yeah. And that's that a would, great example. So it doesn't matter how mad I get in the future. Let's say she, you know, like I was, obviously I would have stipulations like if I cheat versus she cheat, things like that. But right, like right. the core of it would be, so if we decided as a team, hey, we making a million dollars a year, there's no need for both of us to be working. You know, if, if she wanted to stop working or if I want to stop working, we can write a prenup that dictates no matter how things end, no matter who's pissed, no matter if we're billionaires, you were still allotted this amount of money because you decided that with your with such a wide horizon you had for a career path, you chose not to pursue it, but to help raise our children. And that's the beauty of a prenup is that you can design it to however you want. And, and for the record, young buck, I did say that, but you just said it much better than I did. My bad, my bad. I, I do think we need to kind of fundamentally look at marriage, right? And, and in the words of my daddy, you don't marry for love, you marry for money, all right? So you're going to start spreading rumors, you know? right, in the words of my daddy. But it's not even just that. When you, when you get married, you know what you're doing? Right, you're 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 signing a contract. Yeah, you're right. Going into a contract, you, you, or you're going into a contract yeah. that is legally binding, We're not by me and you, but binding by the government in which in the in the country or state in which we decide to take that marriage. Now, outside of that, truth be told, if if you're a child of God, I'm a child of God, and we want to come together before God, we could do that without any papers. That's 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 a beautiful thing right there. But, um. but, but exactly. <laughs> um, um, you know why? Because we, we want all the benefits of a marriage, right? So if we get married and you pass away, I want to claim your estate because I am your wife or I am your husband. And it's, and we have, to, we should look at a prenup in this, and in, in we should look at a marriage in that way, right? It is a contract. It's a binding contract. And therefore a prenup is a binding contract. It's, it's not about love, right? It's not about being together forever. It's about what we're going to do legally. And, and okay, she's, you know, side yeah, looking at me crazy trigger, right trigger now. Words. Trigger <laughs> words. I mean, but it's outside of, outside of that. I, you know, I love my wife. When I, when I proposed to her, I love my wife. When I proposed to her, I have every intentions of being with this woman to the day that we both die. But outside of that, I did have to go sign a legally binding document that told me that I was married to this woman, regardless of whether the fact mm-hmm. that I loved her. You know what I mean? So when we break it down to that, that's it. That's really what a prenup is. It's just, it's, it's signing additional documentation that helps legal, that legal aspect in case it ever does arise. Yeah. I mean, essentially, I think we just need to twist it, you know, and, and understand that it's, it's protecting both parties. I think it just has to be, yes, but I think it's, so it's nothing wrong with a prenup. I think it's just, I guess all in all, just the delivery of it. So yeah. Like how Young Book, they had a discussion. We discuss, we talk about it together. Then a, a woman is more likely to sign it. But if it's off of a surprise tip and this is just what it is and you can't have any rebuttal to it, then that's when the problem is occurring. Well, I, yeah. well, that's, I mean, that's my question for you. How would you want 
the man that you plan to spend the rest of your life with to bring bring a document to you to say, hey, I've I've written up a prenup. I want you to take a look at it. Like, how would you want that? Because there's no easy way to have that conversation, right? You just said it, but you just oh, said okay. it. If you if you say it like that, just say, hey, babe, you know, I was thinking, you know, you got your plans. I got my plans. I got this prenup. Look over it. Let me know what you think. Okay. okay. I mean, I might feel a type of way a little bit, but then I'll just be like, okay. I get it. I'll so look can at I, it. Can Whatever. I also advise if that does happen, please immediately take that to your lawyer. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, so I do want to say that was was crazy is that um, millennials are actually getting into prenups more and more and more, um, and there's like three specific reasons, right? One, because we're getting married at a later age. So by the time we're getting married, we have more assets, right? We have money, we have businesses, we have real estate. We want to protect that. We got student loan debt. If my student loan debt is ten thousand, I'm not trying to pay a hundred thousand dollars. I don't care if I love you or not. I help you out with twenty five. But you know what I mean? Right? You know, right, right. Um, and then it's the experience. I, I, from from what I read, one in three millennials are a child of divorce. So because they've seen their parents kind of go through that struggle and not have that prenup. There, that's something that they're thinking about it. And then the other thing, which I think is hard for people to do, is is uh, they're taking the emotion out of it and they're looking at it from a business perspective, right? And I think millennials are very business minded. We are starting businesses and things like that, so we're looking at it from a business perspective, and we're like, it makes sense. Yeah, the hopeless romantic in me is very sad at that last point that we're looking <laughs> we're looking at marriage from a transactional and a business standpoint. Because at that point, it's just like, yo, then what's the point? What's the point of, of being in love? What's the point of courting and dating and, and doing all of these things? And at, at the end of the day, I'm just looking at this as this is going to benefit me. I'm just doing this to better my life, better myself. Like, it doesn't seem organic anymore. It just seems like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's going to come up real quick. New, newsflash for you, man. <laughs> love is not what you think it is. Uh. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but at, at the same time, love is until it isn't. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. what the problem is. It's like, yeah, one day you're in love, the next day I fucking hate you. Yeah. I want to take everything you have and make you suffer. Absolutely, right? But people look at love as a person. You shouldn't look at love as a person. You should look at love as a standalone thing. People are who they are, and they're fucking shitty and terrible human beings <laughs> who want to suck the life out of you. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I so, think so, that's people's hardest problem. They can't accept people for who they are. They think that once they get married, everything's going to change change is going to be this nice little fairy tale lifestyle and it's not it's going to be the same thing when you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend yeah you know you know it's crazy do you know how many politicians right that are in the the forefront right even you know, people that are not even politicians people that are in political eye whether political commentators uh whether politicians that are liberal and democrat that marry uh conservative right republican you know for sure they got damn well got a prenup Cause some oh, yeah. shit like what's going on right now start to pop off, then <laughs> you start to look at that Republican or that Democrat a little bit differently. You like, yo, I'm trying to get up out of the situation. I mean, I think they can also leave work at at work, and you know when they go home. So Thank there's you. that I, too. There's yeah, a, there's a lot of couples in politics who are of opposite parties, and they say that they they leave that at, at work. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's is is that, and and that's why I say you take. You kind of take that business aspect out of it, and, and definitely a great politician can do that, right? I mean, that emotional aspect out of it, right? A great politician, they'll uh, they'll definitely think about the politics behind that and whatnot, versus 
all this other I love you bullshit. <laughs> it's I like no offense. I know it's not bullshit. <laughs> Another trigger word. Uh, Dude, yeah. I'm right there with her. What you mean? Yeah, man. Anyway, yeah. So, but look, since we're talking about politics and whatnot, I'm curious if if y'all been watching the uh, the presidential debacle. I mean, my bad. The presidential debate. I'm in debate, not debacle. It's a little bit of both. both. Did y'all catch the uh, this most recent vice presidential debate? And one of the reasons why I bring that up is because uh, uh, Kamala Harris was our our first black VP president, VP candidate to sit for a presidential debate. Yep. Curious, curious how y'all how y'all think she did in this political climate. Um, I think she did a very good job. Um, She did have some weak moments where I feel like she could have went a little bit harder on Breonna Taylor. Um, Pence's remark on that, I kind of feel like he just brushed underneath the rug like it was nothing. Um, He kind of was talking about, you know, the people's houses and and the writing and and um, with the building and talking about the owners. And I'm like, honestly, some building is burning down is not as important as a person getting killed. That's not, that's not a priority. And that could have been a time that, um, Kamala Harris could have been like, actually, this topic is more important because she lost her life and no justice had been served for it. So in that, in that way, that was kind of weak for her. But other than that, I feel like she was standing her ground. Um, I don't think the moderator was fair with her when it came to her time, because he was going over his time, he was talking over her. And when it was her turn, she kind of was like, Nope, you got to be quiet. You got to be quiet. And I'm like, well, he's been talking this whole time. So why is she stuck on this limit and he's not? So all in all, I think she did pretty good. I think this debate was an actual debate. It wasn't like a circus right, besides right. that little fly on his head. But other than that, <laughs> and the it was pretty eye. good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, what did y'all think of uh, Kamala's hair? <laughs> well, before I thought it I was great. To- and that comment he made was not legit. Uh, before I answer that, I want to say I think both parties they did what they were supposed to do, which was to stick to the talking points. Um, I think Kamala Harris, she wanted to come out there and just reiterate everything that Joe Biden was trying to say during his debate with uh, Donald Trump. And I I think from that aspect, she did a good job. And I also think, um, you know, if I got to be fair, Pence did a good job in in trying to soften the blow that uh, Trump gave during his presidential debate. So, yeah, you know. But yeah, that that fly and that bloody eye was definitely weird. Because <laughs> he's not a human being, but whatever. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. As far, as, far yeah. as the hair, though. That's I what I was about to say. Y'all, y'all getting I deep. Mean, I don't care about the debate. I wanted to talk about Kamala's hair. I'll, I'll say her this. Hair, I thought her hair looked nice. I didn't even notice her hair, honestly. I did not notice it. And I'm a stickler for noticing people's hair, if you will, because my was wife it any is in the hair industry. Was it any different than it usually is? Like when I see no. Her, I like, <laughs> no, it wasn't. She had but, a normal, a normal blowout. But Simple. apparently, uh, Lakeith Stanfield did not like her hair. I don't know if y'all saw that uh, comment he made. I saw it. I <laughs> saw you saw back on it. Yeah, oh, you and did? I made a comment on there. Oh yeah, what did yeah. what did you have to say? I told him he needs to self-reflect and go in a corner <laughs> because there is no reason why we're watching a debate and the only thing you notice is a black woman's hair. I need you to uplift her. Don't go talking about her hair. Now you got another topic that's off the topic of actually what's going on. And we're talking about her hair. Why does her hair matter? And her hair look good. 
it was just regular curl blowout fine there's no need for you to talk about her and plus he he has some issues anyway he has his own little battles he's facing so is oh oh really what's he going through yeah, there was a, a point in time, you guys don't remember, he was talking about he wanted to commit suicide on himself? I think I, I vaguely yeah, remember vaguely. that. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. No, it, it's yeah, curious. So I, I, um, when, I, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, okay, you don't like her hair. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, I didn't even notice her hair. <laughs> but, I, didn't um, I started reading through the comments, and like, obviously, people were upset. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, hold on, don't talk about a black woman's hair. And at that point, I was, who? I was like, I mean, can he not talk about a black woman's hair? I get the timing of it. I get the timing no, I mean, of it. Yeah. But can he not, not speak? Can he not? He's can he not speak on it if he chooses to on his own platform? So, and that's the thing, right? I didn't read the comments, but <laughs> if, if if you're mad about the timing in which he decides to bring that up then I'm, I'm with you. You know, he shouldn't have done that. But one, it was on Twitter or was it Instagram? No, it's on Instagram. This was an Instagram. Okay. Man. And, and social media is exactly for that, to say whatever the fuck comes to your mind, correct? And so yeah. he, he did that. But he also, you know, did it without any context as far as, as, far as my understanding. He just said something and then that was it. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, in his defense, this was, this was a debate about hair. Right. I mean, Pence had his little stiff, stiff joint going on with the fly all up in it. Maybe he was trying to make a joke about her hair because it seems like people were noticing what was going on in Pence's hair. I don't know. I, I mean, this no. may speak to a bigger conversation, and that is, are men even allowed to talk about black women's hair? And so, Sai, I would ask you, like, how do you feel about that? I think that we're pretty women we have our beauty clutches so there are certain things that when we walk out the house we have to have whether it's we got to wear earrings or our hair has to be in our signature way or we got to wear makeup there are certain things that we have on us to make us feel confident and make us feel beautiful so Kamala Harris her beauty clutch could be her hair and here he is talking about how he don't like it and granted his opinion is his opinion but it's a time and a place for that. And at that moment, it wasn't there. And I mean, if you my man and you giving me compliments or telling me you don't like it, that's that's one thing. But if you're a complete stranger talking about my hair, of course I'm gonna be offended by that. Yeah. yeah. I could see why I could see why women are upset by this comment. Like it's it's definitely not the right time to be discussing her hair let alone a black woman's hair and we know there's a lot of taboo behind that we know there's a lot of issues that stem from black women's hair not being appreciated appreciated not being noticed till a white woman does it things like that and just and just white women coming up touching black women's hair anyway yes <laughs> what is that thing. velvet <laughs> you know <laughs> to play devil's advocate right go ahead yeah. um on the other end you know i have conversations with with my wife i've had it with obi-wan's wife about joy reed who's a a, a news anchor i love joy reed msnbc i love her too but at the same time i've had issues with you know the hairstyles that she's chosen because i feel like as a strong black woman out there for young black women to see i don't like how she's being represented with her hair and I feel like, it, you know, it could be done much better. And in my mind, it feels like it's done by a white person and not well, a it, person. Well, it, it is. Be. It is. And that's a problem. And, and I was so, going to so say, in her defense, though, 
Right. So if I make a comment like I don't like her hair or, or her hair looks bad, I'm not trying to be negative towards her per se, in a sense. It's it's the fact that maybe she needs to check the person, a white person, if it is a white person, in fact, doing her hair and get a sister who understands black hair to do her hair. That's just my opinion. What, um, oh, so go ahead, young buck. Now I was going to just, just say quickly, uh, I would feel more offended if Kamala did that. If she went and got a quote-unquote sister to fix her hair, because I would feel like she's just pandering more to the black community. But that's me personally. What? Why? She is keep keep no 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 keep it, keep her keep her hair how she is keeps doing what she's doing keep that same energy don't it's don't switch up and have to act more black don't don't take hot sauce out out your bag talking about you always carry this around no, don't pander be you okay, yes don't be, do the Hillary Clinton be, right? be exactly who you are. No, she don't need to show up and ban two knots with her bonnet <laughs> talking about I, I, this what this my routine every oh no no <laughs> keep the same energy. Yeah, right. I, I agree with you. I think I think Kamala was definitely do that. Now, Joy, I, I'm a defend Joy and I'm a critiquer, right? So, I full firmly believe that the person doing Joy's hair was is white, because when you see her on the weekends mm-hmm. during her show, prior to her going primetime during the week, it was different. Her makeup was different. So you could tell that she had her own team around her doing it versus when she's coming on these shows, commentating things like that, right? Now take it to her show, I think she's definitely gotten a lot better. But, and I'm probably going to, you know, play devil advocate on the other side. Is like, why is men, are we even noticing this, right? Exactly. And honestly, and honestly, though, is it a problem that we notice this? Because I feel that when it comes to a black man on TV, black women got things to say about that black man on TV and how like, he looks, like, you know what I mean? Like that nigga don't brush his hair like KD, <laughs> you know? Like, no, what, oh, niggas crucified <laughs> KD. It ain't black women crucifying KD. It's niggas walking up to him like, yo, here's a brush. He doing this dirty. But no, it's, it's true though. Why is black men are we noticing black women's hair on TV that we feel a need to speak on it? Because I noticed Joy Reid's hair and I, and, and like, I, and, and what I'm going to say for me is because I do see a black queen on TV and I want her to be represented in, in what I feel is her truest and most authentic exactly. self and, and natural, whatever that means to me is that truest and most authentic self. So if I feel like that's not what I'm getting, then I'm like, mm, okay, something ain't right here. And that could be what it was for Lakeith as well you know what i mean maybe he felt he wasn't getting that true authentic kamala although i feel like her hair is always like this (laughs) yes it's always the same i think what made it bad for him is he continued to post more things so then he posted something about him saying that um, people need to be more sensitive to black women but then he posts a picture with him wearing a, a wig saying good night so it's kind of like uh, contradicting anything. Yeah. yeah. So no. So, I mean, he he's also the he guy that um was kind of in a sense protecting Ari Lennox when people were coming at her and you know said she was black and beautiful. So I I mean, in my yeah. my understanding is he doesn't have issue with black women. He just made a comment and it was not the right time. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that's. That's kind of one thing I wanted to speak on quickly before uh, we move on. Like, I know we got to move on, but like, I just, I feel like one thing people are missing, like, is at the end of the day, this man is giving his own 
like opinion on something. And I, I'm starting to see, see, to see it a lot more on the internet where people are getting crucified just for their opinions. And like, yeah. it's cool. You cannot agree with somebody's opinion. It's cool. You can like call it into question. But like the way they like cancel people or, or just like ostracize people for having opinions. Now, I, I fully agree. The timing of it was, was in my opinion, a bit disgusting because it's like, bro, you, you taken away from the matter at hand. It's almost like different conversations, you know what I mean, where they try to use that as a deflection. Like, the timing was, was, was piss poor. But at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. at the root of it all, to me, it was a man giving his comment and then people crucified. Like, people weren't even saying, uh, well, not, a lot of people weren't really saying, like, oh, it's, this isn't the right time. They were saying, well, why would you say that? Like, why would you say black that? men oh, don't need to speak on black women's hair. hair. But, but why? People I, can speak on what they want to speak on. And I, if we're being I real, agree. if we're being real, men are visual creatures. We notice things. Like, we do. A, a Mike asked, well, why do we not notice all. Not all. Just, I mean, this is real. Not all. But <laughs> like, a and lot that's of a problem, too, for women, huh? Yeah. That's, that's a problem, too, for black women, right? That's that's why it's like a damn if you do, damn if you damn don't. If you don't right. If you okay. didn't notice okay. it, then it's a problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you do notice it, it's a problem. But it's so. just like to me at the end of the day, it's just like yo, he he's just giving his opinion on something. Yeah. And, and then I, it's just like yeah. who I, I I do think we do need to distinguish on the ability to speak on something as a human being and being reflective in that. So me being able to speak on her hair versus me being speaking for her hair you know what i mean i can't i'm not a i'm not a black woman i can't speak for black women when it comes to black women's hair unless there ain't no black women around i gotta i gotta stand for my black women then i will but <laughs> I, I definitely can as a black man as a human as an as a person as that sees things visually aesthetically appealing and things like that can speak on the hair of an individual I mean, it's it's tough, right? Because it's a fine line. Between... I, don't, I don't feel like Sai agrees. <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, if he would have just said it at a different time, he yeah. it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been that bad. Yeah, it at, wouldn't have been at, that bad. You think so? If you would have said I, it I today, if you just posted a picture of Kamala like during the during the debate and was just like, it was a dope debate, but I don't really like her hair. If you would have said that today, you think it would have been better? No, received? I, I mean, I think it's bad timing during this whole. This presidential run. Period. So when do you yeah. say it? Like you say it after she wins. Can't say nothing about black women. No, no. Because then they'd be like, "Look, this yeah. black man, he bringing up old shit, talking about this, this, and she the president. Why, yeah. why he, why he bringing her down? Anything so I, can, I just, I can see. Anything that's preceded by black is run, run by women. So you can say <laughs> shit about nothing. <laughs> to just say it to his friends, say it to your friends. Right, like, I don't right. like her hair. And that's Young Buck's generation that's always trying to cancel a motherfucker. So keep that in mind. You know what I mean? Like, no, 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 no. Let's let's know. Hell no. Communism <laughs> and socialism was a thing way before us. Motherfuckers been canceling people <laughs> yeah. in mass for you decades. Speak, you speaking facts right here. <laughs> yeah. <he is>. So <laughs> gonna put it on your generation. We about to do rapid fire. Pew, pew, pew. Okay, Sai. She 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 joining in on the fun. <laughs> she joining in on the fun. Uh, to start rapid, not so rapid fire. We did have a question from one of our listeners. Shout out to this listener. He know who he is. Um, and the question was about how your partner, how your partner's look affects your status in public, right? Mm. So like, oh, you, mm, you like this. So it was like, you know, do are you seen as a power couple? Are people looking at you sideways like yo how did you get this person like how does how does your partner's look affect your status when you're in public so this is near and dear to my heart because i actually mm. had this conversation with my boyfriend i asked him i said 
do you find me attractive? Because, you know, when you are, when you first start dating, you look your best. You then lost weight, you're working out. But then once you've been dating for a while, you start gaining weight and you're not really what they are used to when they met you. So I asked him, like, do you find me attractive? Of course, he said, yeah. But I think it plays a huge part because you have your standards of what you would want your person to be. And when you're out, if they're big and sloppy, you're not going to want to be seen out with them because you're not big and sloppy. Or you may feel that it's a disadvantage because you have this image that you want to portray to other people. Now, if you don't really care what people have to say, then it wouldn't matter. But when you, when a person really pretty much knows what their norm is and you start falling off, you kind of start feeling a little insecure and you're looking at your partner like, you looking good and I'm not. So how are we going to look when we go out and people looking at you, but they're not really looking at me. So I think it, I think it does matter for me. I would definitely want my partner to always be what they were when I met them. Granted things happen, but I know when I'm out, we got to look presentable. I can't be looking good and you looking sloppy and vice versa. Right. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. Right. But my thing is, is like, if I love you for who you are, because, you know, when we were talking about prenups, it's all about love. It don't matter. <laughs> like, it, it it don't matter. Like, once I fall in love with you, that's, that should be it, you know? But not even really that. But, like, if if I love you for who you are, right, whether that's, you know, when I first met you, you were, I, you look better than what you did five, ten years, ten years later, whatever it may be, then at the end of the day, I'm going to love you for who you are. I think... I think it affects the person more than it does then. I think how you feel about that person affects that relationship more than like other people looking at it. So people looking at us and they yeah. think like, oh, how did you get her? I don't really care. But if I'm looking at it like, damn, I wonder what people think about us when they see us. Like, I wonder if people think my girl is attractive. I wonder if people think my wife is attractive. That to me is even is, is bigger than the public eye kind of saying like, yo, how'd you even pull her? Like she looked way better than you. Y'all don't need to be together or, or whatever it may be. Like at the end of the day, how we moving, I don't really care what people think as long as we understand how we moving. But if I got a problem with, with that, then it's definitely going to affect that relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And why are women always asking, are you attracted to me? <laughs> <laughs> If I wasn't, I wouldn't But that's not true because people will stay with people and they know goddamn going well they really don't want to be with them or they're not attracted or they rather go cheat. And the reason why they'll be like, well, babe, you fell off. So I decided Damn. to go sleep with Keisha in there. <laughs> sleep with <Right>. Keisha. <laughs> yeah, sleep with Keisha in there. So. Just to answer Saz um, or to follow up from what she said, I, I think there is a possibility that sometimes you do fall out of attraction of someone that you've been with um, for a very long time. And then you just have to go through the process of, of kind of rekindling that fire. So there is that portion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just want to say that. I, I, missed I, also, whole segment, so. I also feel like as, as specifically as men, like there are ways you just kind of have to finagle situations. Like, let's, let's be honest, people, people get older, you know, the, 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 their looks start to, to change, right? People like men, men can get fatter, women can get fatter. Like it is what it is. Like if you 
you have to be able to communicate that. And if you feel you can't communicate it in a way that doesn't hurt your significant other's feelings, you can suggest things. Like, shit, if, if I felt like my girl got fat and I knew I couldn't just tell her, baby, you're getting fat, I would suggest <laughs> things. Hey, I'm about to get back in the gym. You should join me. You yeah, know what let's I mean? work they, out together. You know what I mean? And then you, yeah. you make up reasons why, why I need to get in the gym. And you'd be like, well, it also helps with stamina during sex. And we can have longer sex. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, or it's just but, healthy in general. Yeah. But yeah. I'm telling you, sometimes people don't want to just hear that. You know, I don't want to go to the gym because it's healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm fine the way I am. But you, So you make, you intentivize it almost. You know what I mean? But again, you finagle situations. I feel like the, as, we just have to figure out how to, how to be able to do that. Communicate it right at the end of the day just to to figure out how to properly communicate it to our significant others right so i, I don't know that we all we really did answer the question but definitely for me like does your partner's look affect your status in public eye i think it does but if it don't matter to you then it don't matter you know what i mean yeah I agree. well it depends you don't want your significant <laughs> other going to a business meeting with a client wearing stripper clothes right so from that aspect, okay. there, there has to be an understanding that, hey, babe, if we're going out with the client, I need you to dress a certain way. Right. You know what I mean? If we right. go into the club, yeah, do your thing. But but that's uh, that's for, that's for you, right? I right. might want my 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 significant other dressing in stripper clothes because that's what I like. And then I mean, you're gonna lose your client, <laughs> right? Then your unless, client is gonna think she's presentable. Unless your client likes strippers, and unless now you just my, made a whole lot of money. Hey, hey, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So I think it it definitely it definitely all depends, right? It definitely all depends the way you act in your life, how y'all moving, mm -hmm. and what spaces y'all moving in. It definitely depends. Like it could be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. You know? So. Uh, well, you know, a, a Mike's uh, Mike situation. That's ironic. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So I forgot to give uh, Sa an opportunity to see if there was uh, any questions or any topics y'all want you wanted to discuss with the EBS crew. Anything you wanted to ask us uh, before we did not so rapid fire. So I'm gonna circle it back to you. Give you that opportunity to ask us anything. Okay. So. I did have a question. Um, I kind of wanted to speak on, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but um, Jeannie Ma from The Real, um, yeah. she was talking about how um, Young Jeezy's uh, fiance, she was talking about how she wants to be submissive to him. So my question to you guys is, what is your definition of a submissive woman? and or i would say a submissive wife um would you want your wife to be submissive or do you just want her to be who she is wow that's that's a fire <laughs> question first of all. right wow wow that's wow. that's a that's a great question uh, i will say that uh, a woman submit unto your husbands right and husbands love your wife as jesus loved the church so my answer to that is yes i want my wife to submit to me because the bible says that she's to submit to me but in regard i'm going to love her in the way that jesus loved the church and what that means is i will die for the jesus died for the church right he died for us therefore i would die for my wife so i think that when you go into a relationship and you want to i think there should be a conversation between people right submission should be a conversation and it should be what that what that means and what that looks like and so for me being you know a child of god and my wife we're both christians we both believe in you know god's word i want my wife to submit to me 
And I want to be able to rise to the occasion to give her the ability to, to feel comfortable in doing that by uh, just following God's word, being astute to that and understanding that I have someone here that I have to protect in their word. You know, I think submission gets twisted and turned by both men and women. And it starts to look like what I say you do, you have no say. Mm -hmm. And that's not right. the real, I don't, I don't think that's really what submission means. I kind of heard some of what Jenny, Jenny Mai was talking about. And it seems like to me, she's willing to submit to Jeezy because she knows that Jeezy is, Jeezy is going to have her best interest at heart and make sure mm -hmm. that every, every decision he makes is he's putting her as a reason why he's making that decision and he's going to make a sound decision. Yeah, um, I guess for me, you know, what I would say is every relationship is going to do what's best for them. And um, I guess in my relationship, it's a, it's in a sense 50-50. So if my wife is submitting to me, um, she also knows when to be, you know, to check me and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind submitting to her and she doesn't mind submitting to me. And I think that's okay. Whatever works for your relationship, whatever is going to, keep you guys moving forward. I think there needs to be a healthy balance between the two. And I also don't feel like it's a negative thing. I feel like, you know, it's not. In, in past conversation when it comes to, to, I guess, women submitting to their husbands, it's, it comes off as a negative thing. And, you know, men are part to blame because of that, because some men who don't necessarily understand the definition take advantage of what that actually means. But if you actually understand what, submitting means and and what goes into that and it's done properly then it's not a negative thing for your relationship at all and um i think one key thing that obi-wan said and everyone seems to say is that if you want your wife or your husband to submit to you they have to be comfortable and know that you will do what is best for your family essentially and so yeah i don't i don't have an issue with that at all I feel like I've always had a interesting understanding of, of submit. Um, to me, when I, when, I, when I think about like a woman submitting to me, it almost sounds like she's like, it, it sounds negative even to me. So it's like, no, nah, I want you to, I want you to be, a, be yourself. Definitely. And, and the thing is, I want my wife to be herself. I, like the woman I'm with, my girlfriend, I want her to be herself. But I guess I, I now understand I also would like the room to be able to lead us. Like if you, if you are asking me to lead you, then a part of you understandably has to submit to like me leading. Right. right. And then, so it's a, it's a two way street in the sense that she has to submit quote unquote to me and allow me to lead. But then I also have to have the, the wherewithal, the understanding, the knowledge, the strength to lead us, in the right direction, right? Because like to A Mike's point, a lot of men have have like fumbled the ball when it comes to to having their, their significant others submit to them because these niggas don't know where they're going. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and at yeah, the end of the day, you, it's blind leading the blind. So it's just gonna end up bad. You know what I mean? But like, I guess I, I've gotten older and through experience have understood that submission isn't a bad thing. It's just understanding that there are responsibilities on both ends. It's the woman's, I guess, quote unquote job or whatever, you, however you want to put it to submit to the man, you know what I mean? But also check the, check the man if he's fucking up. But at the same time, it's the man's um, job to make sure he's leading his, his wife and his family in the right direction. Right. What do you think, Sa? 
Um, I think that a woman should submit, especially if they are going into a marriage. Um, the man is supposed to be the alpha and that's just how it should be. But I think the problem can be most women, some women may not even really know how to submit because they didn't have that example growing up or, you know, they don't really know what to do. So they're going based off of what everybody else say. But for me personally, I'm willing to do it. Um, I, I want my man to lead me, but like um, Young Buck said, as long as he's not leading me astray, then of course I'm willing to submit. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I don't see how anybody could see it as a bad thing because right. good things come from it. It's just knowing how to do it. And even if you don't know how to do it, being willing to ask your husband, like, what would you like me to do? Yeah. If I'm not doing it right. It's definitely a conversation. You know, the Bible also talks about men should submit to their wives as well. It's definitely not a, that. it's definitely not a one way street, you right. know, and, and that's why I say that there should definitely be conversations and you should do some research. You should learn about what submission is. People have put such a negative uh, connotation behind the word submission mm -hmm. because men ain't doing what they're responsible, responsible to do. And therefore the woman, and, and that's what the Bible says. If you as a man are not doing what you should be doing, the woman is not going to do what she should be doing because she should be looking to right. you in the same way that you should be looking to the father. So to me, there's only one way to submit and it's, what the Bible talks about. Um, but if you're not someone that reads the Bible or, or believes in that, you should definitely just have a conversation about what you believe submission is. And at the end of the day, it's, 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 there's, there's the aspect of trust there, right? Being able to kind of trust that person that they're going to do right by you and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Um, so did, did we answer that? Did we like, Hit the, the nail yeah, on the coffin with that. Yeah, <laughs> you guys did a great job. Yeah, we killed that. We killed that. That's what we do on here. Okay, that's what we do. Uh, so I, I think we get into shout outs now. We any we have any more um, rapid fire? Any more spotlight questions, Sa? Um. Mm, you're giving them more uh, opportunities. Yeah, why not? Right. Um, let me say, let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, I guess a spotlight question could be, um, parenting. Um, do you guys, so do you guys feel like, um, my little sister, she pointed, she was like, I don't understand why when people are together before kids, they're happy, everything's fine. But as soon as they have a kid, they break up. So I feel like, you know, people usually have discussions about how they're going to parent until they actually parent. So my question is, do you think that kids break up relationships after you have them? Or do you think it's more so people really aren't deep diving when it comes to their parenting styles? Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with kids. It's, it's all on the parents. Absolutely. On, on the two adults who are making this decision prior to having a kid and after having a kid. And, um, you know, just like marriage, man, parenting is hard. And I think, like, it's yeah. one thing to say, um, yeah, man, marriage is hard. Yeah, man, parenting is hard. But it's another thing to actually go through it and understand. Because each kid is different. Yes. In your family, you know, you can be different from your brother or your sister. And so as a, as a parent, you got to learn how to adjust and, and deal with each individual kid as well as still figure out the relationship dynamic with you and your spouse 
Sorry, I did, yeah, I, I wouldn't. It's it's far from the kid breaking up. You know, the parents. Like, oh, you mean to tell me that child that didn't ask to be born is not responsible for the his parents? Not. parents? He couldn't, no. even, he couldn't even pick his parents. He probably wouldn't yeah. have chose them in the first place. <laughs> you, so, you know, I, I'm definitely, you know, people have kids because they think that that'll make that other person stay, right? Or it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll make that relationship stronger. Right. When in actuality that, you know, the foundation of a family is the parents, right? The foundation of a family is that marriage or that union, whether it be a marriage or whether it's just a relationship. If you don't have a good foundation, nothing after that is going to last. You can't expect a relationship to last after you have kids if you don't have a solid foundation. Now, what I do think kids do is they affect the dynamic of that relationship because it's not just you and that person now, it's you, that person, and someone else. Right. You have to be cognizant of that, right? But you have to be able to navigate that relationship, have, those com- have that conversation with them, and know that you're, you still you still owe that person in that relationship you're with something. Just because a child is here doesn't mean everything you were doing before stops, right? Doesn't mean everything that you're going to do stops. You still owe that relationship your all. And you just have to find a way to navigate that. And I think people don't find a way to navigate that. And they tend to use kids as an excuse. Well, you know, the kid came in and she stopped loving me. Well, yeah. what were you doing? Like, were you still loving her? Like, were you still telling, making her feel loved? Were you still telling her she was beautiful? Were you still doing the things you needed to do? You know, it's definitely yeah. an adjustment. Definitely. Yeah, it's an adjustment. I can imagine. You know, so I feel. I also feel like uh, parents underestimate how hard. Well, first-time parents or people who aren't parents yet underestimate how hard being a parent is. Like, I don't got no kids. I just got a nephew that I, I like to see and immediately give the fuck back as soon as I can. <laughs> matter of fact matter of fact we went somewhere for his birthday uh a weekend ago and i was in charge of babysitting the kids let me tell you something i thought it was gonna be a cakewalk we all be playing <laughs> having fun no they want to fight each other they want to fight other people one want to slide the other want to play in the sand i don't got time no mm. <laughs> mm. nope yeah i mean it's Ooh. definitely an adjustment you know and and you got to figure out a way to work and that's where love comes into into play you know if you really love somebody when you guys have a family together you're going to figure out whatever you know takes to make it work and you will do that essentially but yeah another another dope question there thank you yeah we, we appreciate you you can't you came ready okay I did. you, ca- you came you came ready <laughs> all right so uh we, we're gonna move on to shout outs shout outs so uh sa i will start with you do you have any shout outs today so um, I guess I want to give a shout out to Killer Mike and Andrew Young. Um, they are starting that Greenwood Bank for Black people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely heard about that. Um, I think that's going to be great benefits because they're going to be tailored to us, especially now with Wells Fargo feeling they can't find any good African-American oh, yeah. right. bankers and everything. So this is perfect. Um, I was kind of looking to sign up, but they don't. They, it's a waiting list. They don't open it till January. But I think that's going to be huge for us coming up and they got a waiting list already yeah Yeah. you know black people are looking for black things uh, and i think we mentioned a few episodes ago that um the largest black bank the largest black bank partnership between two banks happened in this area so yeah i can't remember the name of it damn i forget that but definitely shout out to them for keeping it keeping it black yes (laughs) obi-wan 
So this is uh, Ike the Great. He, he's he's uh, working from behind the scenes somewhere. This is his. <laughs> this is a shout out. But uh, we're gonna shout out. I believe her name is Janez Andrade. And I apologize if I uh, didn't say that name. But we're gonna shout out her amazing come up from custodian to trauma uh, trauma department nurse practitioner. So she worked her way through through nursing school. Uh, and she first, and she started by becoming a custodian in the hospital. She went to nursing school, became an RN, right, registered nurse, and then from there she went, became an NP, a nurse practitioner, right, and that's like the highest level of uh, nursing yep, that you yep. can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, just shout out to her dream, to her dedication, to her passion, to her love, to keep it going. She said she want this is what she wanted to do. She wanted to be able to give back to the community. And she felt just being in that environment as a custodian, no matter what it was, was a start for her. So definitely shout out to that. She's definitely an inspiration, I'm sure, to a lot of young women out there. Um, so just keep doing your thing. And yeah. that's, that's dope. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely dope. Shout out to her. Young Buck? Um, hit everybody with the usual shout out. Shout out to the <laughs> Black people, you know, the Black men, Black women. Stay safe, stay blessed. You know, make sure y'all vote. Oh, look at you telling people to vote. Okay. <laughs> Times changed, all right? I hear that. So hold on. So you voting? Why you look, why are you pressuring me, bro? I'm, I'm trying I, to shout I, out the black community. I no shitting on shout outs. No shitting on shout outs. I just asked you a question. That's a fact. So yeah, that means he, he still ain't voting. <laughs> you know you can vote now. That. You got into the thirty first. I know. Look, look, see he Obi Wan don't know me. I'm yeah, the funny thing is, Shaq said this is the first time he's ever voted in 43 years. Black people, <laughs> let me tell you, black people are mad as shit that, that these politicians ain't doing nothing for the community. They have not voted for not no nobody, not a damn nobody. This yeah. shit don't make no sense. <laughs> so uh, my shout out is, is a little different, a little weird here. Um, not too much backstory. I'm giving a shout out to Little Baby. And um, over the last few weeks, I've just been hearing a lot of responsible conversations for him about how you know artists should save their money save 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 you know i saw something the other day where he said a lot of these rappers out here you know they they splurging they being flashy they spending their money i'm just saving my money and i think that is the right mentality to have especially in the music industry because the lifespan of the artist is not that long you know one day you're a millionaire the next day you broke as fuck so Shout yeah. out to him, especially for putting it out on social media, because he's 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 another young guy out there, and hopefully other young artists coming up will recognize that you know it's smarter to save your money than to splurge. I saw that too, yo, and I just thought, yo, smart smart young brother. I don't I don't know who told him to do this. I don't know if it's just something he decided to do on his his, his black mother. His black mother. Oh, okay, shout out his of black course. mama. Shout then. out his black. Shout mother. out his black mama then, because it's like he said he's not spending any money. He's just, he's like, it's good. He's like, I feel good knowing that I got it. And I feel good knowing that I'm saving. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, that's, that's how we start as black people start to build wealth. Like, so, yep. and then, and then what other, other artists that come into the game are going to see that and they're going to be inspired by that and they're going to start doing that. So shout out. Yeah. That's definitely shout out to that, man. That's what's up. Wow. This was uh, another great episode. Thanks so yes. for, for definitely coming out and hanging out with us. We definitely appreciate yeah, so we appreciate Thank you. Thank you, guys. I've had fun. Yeah, we will, we'll have to welcome you back because uh, you didn't come hard at us on that on the uh, prenup 
topic. So because of that, we'll welcome you back. We was we was waiting to write you okay. off and be like, nah. <laughs> it's like nah, nah. No, shout out to uh, OG and Ike the Great. Yeah, uh, shout OG out to Bobby. all our all our listeners. We definitely appreciate every time you guys check us out. Um, shout out to all our Instagram followers as well. Yes, um, keep listening, keep 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 following, keep keep, keep interacting with us. Yeah, you know, man. we appreciate it. We want to have y'all on, so you know, let us know y'all want to be on things like that, man. We appreciate wanna, it. Uh, Obi Wan, give the handle. Oh well, yeah, you can find me Obi Wan. I'm not talking about you, nigga. I'm talking about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am the podcast. Ain't like, nobody nah. coming to see you, folks. <laughs> exactly. Y'all ain't nothing without me. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, y'all can find us EBS Podcast IG. I think uh, we only do IG now, man. We just, yeah. Yeah, now IG. <laughs> but come check us out. Uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us. Spread the word. Yeah, we out here. Out here? Anyway, this is A Mike Boogie, and this is episode 78 of the EBS podcast. And we're out. Donuts. Sandwiches. Say your truths with me. And I find them true. Amuse. You in the booth with me. La 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 la. La 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 la. This one's for you. La 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 la. La 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 la. This one's for you. La 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 la. La 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 la. This one's for you. La 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 la. La 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 la. I think I made it. I think I made it, I think I made it cause I'm on smiling and you're the reason now.